From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 260, for the week of March 6, 2014. The Disney Plug Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. And in this week's show, I take a look at the residents in Anaheim Resort in Garden Grove... And Mary Jo chats with some Disneyland divas about their annual trip. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. Now, you know, you know, if John Travolta were introducing us, he would say, <laughs> our host, Theo Borfis, <laughs> Nina Johnson, <laughs> Mikolaj McKeezald, Mitchell Buzel, and Tommy Scooper. Nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did you guys all see that? Yes. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh man. I don't have cable. Really bad. It was on it ABC. On it was on ABC, dear. Yeah. I don't have an HD uh, antenna. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it was interesting. It's, it's all Mr. Over the technology internet. lives in the non technology. No, see, that's where you're wrong. I cut the cord. I stream ah. everything. What was I doing last night? I was working. I, just, I was doing something. There's a reason I didn't watch. And I can't remember. I can't remember either. I was recording a <laughs> podcast. No, I wasn't. No, that wasn't it. Um, why didn't I? There was a reason. I don't well, know. So, so we have a couple big announcements. Which one do you want first? Oh, you don't know. The okay. one that affects us the most. Um, <laughs> so, Coasting for Kids. We talked about this a little bit on our show we recorded at the Disneyland Resort. Coasting for Kids, the webpage is now up. Teams have been set for all 11 Cedar Fair parks. Uh, team uh, Diz Coaster Palooza uh, East or Team Coaster Palooza West. Diz Coaster Palooza West. Um, sign up. Uh, meet Dizzers from around the country. There are, 11, like I said, 11 different parks near... We're talking Toronto, um, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Richmond, Virginia, Minneapolis, Minnesota, oh, San Jose, uh, Los Angeles, all over the place. There's no reason for you not to find a Cedar Fair Park near you and help raise money for Give Kids the World. Cost, yeah, the re- there's a registration fee of $25. That goes to cover your admission, a t-shirt, your lunch. Uh, what else did we get? We got a breakfast too at Knotts. I don't know if that's that's a normal thing or not, but it's great fun. Ride coasters for eight hours and raise money for a good cause. Uh, Mary Jo and I and and my family did it last year and we had a great time. We and did. We need and we need to raise more money than the East Coast. <laughs> so have you signed up, Mary Jo? Not yet. Um, I just changed all my credit cards over finally. And so I don't know them by heart anymore, so I have to pull it out so I can so I okay. can register. But yeah, I'm definitely going to do it on June 8th. So June 8th, thank you for reminding me of the date. It was kind of fun, too, because when we went on it, um, I was talking to my coworkers, and we got to see Knott's Berry Farm before it opened, and then we saw the early birds come in, and 
the water turn on for the log ride, etc. And um, actually made friends on that on that yeah. um, fundraiser. And um, last year it was limited to thirty participants, and we rode the Jaguar for eight hours. This year they're doing both the Jaguar and the Coast Rider, so it looks like we may be able to have more participants. So which what one kind of a coaster is the Coast Rider? Coast Rider is the a Mad Mouse coaster. Okay. Similar to Goofy Sky School. So it'd be a milder experience, basically. I don't know that it's milder than Jaguar. Jaguar is not all that intense. I would think that it would yeah. be more intense than Jaguar because of the dips going down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah, not good son, on the My spine. son's like, I'll, my West is like, I'll ride Jaguar all day, but Coast Rider, I'm not not so sure about. So. I could ride Jaguar all day. That tells you that it's not intense. So you're going to sign up? When is it? June 8th. Possibly. Okay. That's a long time Yay. from now. Who knows <laughs> what things could... I could be the, a senator from Orange County. I mean, you don't know what's going to happening. Well, just think of the PR that you would get if you did that. Orange County is recognized. What? Nothing. I said the junior senator from Orange County is recognized. Junior? No, I'll be like on committees and everything if this oh, happens. Oh, okay. All right. You've been watching House of Cards. I'm not. No, I ha- well, no, I, I've cut the cord. Oh, that's so why I, you don't have cable. No, I, but I have Netflix, so I could be watching okay. that. I have chosen not to. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know if that would be good for my office. You know, I don't want them to think that I'm getting ideas from that. Um, the only stipulation is you must raise at least $75 to participate in the actual event on June 8th. So... Um, it's going to be a fun time. There's a, I have a Facebook page up. There's a thread on the boards, a couple threads on the boards. So get your friends together and hit Knott's Berry Farm or hit Great America or hit another Cedar Fair Park across the country. The other thing I want to talk about is a contest. We're going to give stuff away. Ooh. Um, on the Diz Unplugged Facebook page, the official Diz Unplugged Facebook page, which Unplugged? is Facebook. The Diz Unplugged? Yes. Facebook yes, page? That, that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, slash disunplugged. If you go over there, click like. Starting on March 15th, we will be having a photo contest. Post your favorite, your best Disneyland photo. They will, there will be a page with all these photos. People can come onto the page and cl- click like or vote for the ones they like. The person with the most votes at the end of the month wins a five-day, five-night stay at Disneyland. Oh wow! Um, either I think it's either the Paradise Pier or the Disneyland Hotel. They get the oh. the the room and the and the tickets. Um, more t- more details will be posted on the fifteenth when the when the contest goes live. But make sure you head over there now to the Facebook page and click like. So that on March 15th, you're all ready to go and post your favorite Disneyland photo. That's very Yay. cool. We'll give, and we'll give stuff Boy, away. On the exciting. Ides of March. So beware the now, Ides of March is actually a good thing. Yes. Is it now, wrong of me to not be excited because I'm jealous that I can't win? <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? Like, <laughs> really? I mean, I guess. Well, I know. I'm selfish. I want to win five days. We get to give stuff away, Tony. That's the exciting thing. I've never been in that whole giving stuff makes me feel good thing. Whatever. (laughs) Tony, have Andrew submit the photo. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that won't cause issues if all of a sudden I win. Have John Travolta give him another name. (laughs) 
See, that would be funny if I watched ever if I watched the thing that millions of people watch other than losers that don't watch it. So I apologize. I'm sure that was hilarious. All right, I have a couple more things, but I'll give somebody else a chance. Anybody have housekeeping? Yes. Okay. I do. I have housekeeping. Okay. So our first housekeeping is Roscoe's what? is not open. Yes. Roscoe's, Roscoe's is, not, is open. not open, but Farrell's is. Farrell's yeah. opened on February 24th, and it's a nice, huge building. And We're talking about the one in Buena Park, right? Yes. The one in Buena Park across from Knott's is open. I have not partaken in the ice cream there, but it's open. So that's number one. Number two, I thought of doing a food review, but I really couldn't. So, Tom, I'm going to throw it out here. Okay. There was a, there's new seasonal food items at Earl of Sandwich. And I was like, okay, you know what? I haven't been eating there enough. I'll go and eat, and I'll kind of do a mini review. So I'm not going to really do a mini review because it didn't take much. But available now for a limited time only. Limited time magic. I thought that was yes. last year. A bar, yes, this is they're giving away stuff and everything. No, um, a barbecue chicken sandwich, a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, bacon, mac and cheese, and brownie bark. Now, brownie bark you can get anywhere. I had it, it as brownie bark, you know, it's that like crunchy brownie thing. It was fine. It was only like $2.49, so it was actually a good deal, like $2.50 for a little bag of brownie bark, but it was brownie bark, whatever. You can get it at like Costco. Um, they had a barbecue chicken sandwich, which Andrew really liked. It had, um, cheese and cilantro and just their normal chicken with barbecue sauce i thought it was nothing special um the philly cheesesteak sandwich i did not like because i thought it, it just did nothing for me it had the the it was nothing it wasn't really philly cheesesteak ish you know it just was okay they put some you know cheese and bell peppers and stuff on it again it was nothing special this is really more of a atmosphere-ish that's not a right that's not a word but more of an idea of how I've been disappointed in Earl's Sandwich. Uh-huh. And I got the bacon mac and cheese thinking, woo, bacon mac and cheese, right? So I go up there and I said, okay, I'll have the mac and cheese. Assuming that the bacon mac and cheese was the only mac and cheese because it was a limited time thing. Have you, anybody's been there? Did you know that they had mac and cheese? Yes. No. I knew, I knew you children. would. Okay. So you knew they had mac and cheese. I assumed, oh, it's special. I'll get the mac and cheese. So I go there, and I didn't get the bacon mac and cheese. And I'm like, okay, this mac and cheese is average, right? And then I go up to him, and I wasn't complaining. I wasn't Tom. You know, I wasn't all. Well, you wouldn't complain. You would just complain on air. So I just went out and said, hey, the bacon mac and cheese isn't that, like, special. And he said, yeah, we already have regular mac and cheese. I went, oh, because I ordered the mac and cheese. I thought I was getting the bacon mac and cheese. I was not, like, trying to get free food out of the guy or anything. I was just, like, kind of explaining it. And he's like, oh, well, let me get you some bacon mac and cheese. I'm like, great, okay. Now, as I like to often do, bacon mac and cheese, how would you describe bacon mac and cheese? Where would the bacon be? Mixed in. Should be uh, mixed in. In the mac and cheese. Mixed in the mac and cheese. Oh, it was on top, huh? Well, and you're excited about that? So the. um, Well, sometimes they sprinkle it, just sprinkle the little bits on top. But was it like in whole strips on top? No, they crumpled it on top. Now, my problem with this is if it's called bacon mac and cheese and it's a limited time only, all you did was get bacon that was already back there and put it on top of the already existing mac and cheese. So technically, when this limited time thing is gone, I could say, hey, can I have a side of bacon with my mac and cheese and just put it on top? How much extra did you pay for that bacon? Well, I don't know because it was free. 
because oh. they they did. But I I don't. Here's my issue, and I know I sound like I'm a complainer, but um, why? Why would you feature it if all it is is putting an ingredient you already had on top? Because I think most people who don't have children wouldn't really gravitate towards just a mac and cheese at a sandwich shop. So they may not be fully conscious of that. So that's kind of a slimy way to get around it. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been disappointed in Earl of Sandwich. And I loved Earl of Sandwich. I was excited that they've come. And I've not been, oh, that was great. Not like the one in Florida. Maybe it's because we're eating at it more at a regular basis. Okay, I'm not. Flaws no, as I'm not. Like- I've eaten there like three times. I've probably eaten more at the Disney World one, and I can tell a quality difference. I'm sorry. Okay. And I well, hate no, to, I mean, that's a I, good and point. And it disappoints me because I was, remember how excited I was? I was going to go during work. Yeah. And I've not had, gr- it's okay. I, I remember you were practically counting counting the days down. Yeah, it was. So, hmm. oh well. Just go and come home and watch my Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody else have housekeeping? Um, I, go ahead, Nancy. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, now the Frozen one at the Oscars, 10 to 1, the lines are going to be even longer at Anna and Elsa. So if you have little girls, plan accordingly. They're always long. Um, I've got one, um, Captain America's in the house, uh, cast members and annual pass holders have been seeing him, um, these, this past weekend. And I talked to one of our listeners, Lynn C.A., Lynn, but she's Lynn C.A. on the boards. And she said that Captain America gives Thor a run for the money that she said he <laughs> was a doll. So, and the cast member, two of the cast members I talked to were, mm-hmm, they were liking Captain America, so... We got to go check them out, I think. Um, And the other one that I saw is I was driving on Harbor Boulevard and I noticed that some of the hotels across the street from Disneyland um, were offering daily parking for $15 and even less than $15. And Disneyland has parking for $16. So if you want to, if you're driving to Disneyland and you go early in the morning. I don't think it would be during peak season, but during this off season, the so-called off season, um, drive on Harbor Boulevard if you want to save yourself a couple of bucks and just walk across the street to the parks. I was surprised to see that. I think that's the greatest idea ever because the amount of time, like if you're like you can get out quicker. Yeah, you don't have to wait for the tram. You just walk across the street and those those. Uh, Lot th- those accommodations are what maybe a five minute walk. Yeah. So yeah, I saw a couple of a couple of the um, lodgings and P- Fairfield Inn was one of them. You know the ones with the larger parking lots. So I expect to see more as, as the, they start catching on and seeing that their competitors are making extra money. You know, I'm surprised that down in, down in Garden Grove, some of those hotels don't try it, or especially not that these hotels need. These restaurants need more people because it's always crowded. Um, I know Tom and I have been to the Red Robin down there where the Buca de Beppo and all that stuff is. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised that somebody hasn't down there tried to, oh, we'll shuttle you and then come back and then you're right here at a restaurant. I don't know. I don't what? think you have enough parking for that. You, I know. I'm just coming up with okay. crazy ideas. Yeah, okay, cool. 
I have housekeeping. Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, you all have pseudo-Thor down at Disneyland, but I just want to <laughs> let folks know up in Sacramento for our Comic-Con on on this weekend from the 7th to the 9th, we have the real Thor. Chris what? Hemsworth Chris? Will, be, oh. will be up here. So start revving your engine. Sounds like Nancy <laughs> already is. And drive on up here to um, Sacramento. Also, Stan Lee will be here. And so will Captain Kirk. Love Stan. The, uh, of course, the original one. So, but oh, cool. um, a couple of things for folks who are in Northern California who, are, who drive down to Disneyland. On our last trip, when Carol and I were driving down for Dapper Days, we took a completely different route because we knew we were going, we left later than normal and we knew we were going to hit rush hour and we actually after we went on highway five notice i'm speaking the more refined northern california english when we say (laughs) highway five not the five so we take highway five but then at valencia we took highway 210 east to the 57 um no because we were going to this little place um north of tijuana i think it's called san diego Yes. You've heard of it? It's not, it's a major city. It's a metropolitan oh, city. Is, is it? Yeah. Anyway, that's where we were going. And so we took Highway 15 South and went into San Diego. It was a great drive. We, uh, we barely hit any traffic, even though it was peak rush hour. We did hit some backup, but not too much. And you're right, Tony. We've been told that if we were going to Disneyland after we take Highway 210, take Highway 57 South. To head yes, into Disneyland, definitely. that's so we're actually an tr- alternative for us here in the in the valley too. Yeah, so we're going to try that the next time we go, and also for folks who are Shag fans, when at Dapper Days, he had a couple of books for sale there that Carol picked up for me. One, so just to let folks know, one is a really cute one, Shag A to Z. Shag is a Disney artist, although he does other work. In case folks don't know, and he does. He does, like, clothes with his prints on them and stuff like that. But this was a really cute one where it's an alphabet. And it's, like, A is for alligator and his owner, Athena, ignoring Sharia on the streets of Medina. And anyway, it goes on, but it's really cute. And uh, with his very stylized, um, you know, artwork in it. And it was really reasonable, only $7 for a hardback, hardbound book. And then also they had... Uh, Shag Limited, Fine Arts Limited Edition. It's a catalog of all his work, Disney and non-Disney. And again, it was it's a really nice book. And the prints are, you know, they're they're decent size in the book. And that was $25. So you might want to keep an eye out for that. And we ate at Blue Bayou. And Tony, we had a completely opposite experience than you did. The food was fantastic. We had a great waiter. This waiter had jokes for every course of the meal. The service was uh-huh. great. He did magic tricks. I mean, he was absolutely wow. fantastic. Well, he obviously heard the podcast and they've gotten back. We've, we've changed the, <laughs> we've changed it. Isn't it? But I have to agree with you, though. The food is so much better. We stopped going to Blue Bayou years ago because the food was um, bad, uh, we thought. But, uh, but um, we were really happy with it. And they had a different dessert menu, slightly different dessert menu than what you described. So they must change it from time to time. All right. So, um, so good recommendation. Cool. I'm still not going. 
Um, so I, I was I was in the park this last weekend to crash the Divas party, mm. and I went into the gallery because I wanted to. I was because the New Jersey meet was asking me to get something Disneylandish to send to them for their their fundraiser. So I started looking through the the lithographs because I wanted one of the the um, the Sleeping Beauty the the steampunk Sleeping Beauty castles that Dave Avanzino did, mm-hmm. and I happened to find some that he had autographed. Oh my gosh! Nice. And I I, I had seen them like the, on Dapper Day weekend, and I didn't pick them up, and I kicked myself for not getting it. So I, I I looked through every single lithograph they had, and finally in the last stack I found like four of them. Oh wow! That had that had a signature on them. On they signed on the mat. So I picked up two, one for myself, and one I'm sending to New Jersey. Oh, very nice. Give kids a world meet. So if you're heading to that meet, that'll be the that'll be the Disney representation. Is the steampunk Sleeping Beauty Castle lithograph? So bid bid early and often. <laughs> Especially since he autographed it. He's such a fantastic artist. Yep, yep. Um, other thing that just came out today, as we're, as we're recording, I don't know if you all remember the lawsuit with the storyteller's employee. Yeah. That wanted to wear her native oh. head oh, headgear. Yeah. And all this, you know, the... They tried to accommodate her, and it wasn't good enough, or wasn't wasn't acceptable. So today, uh, according to our our legal legal correspondent Jack Bergen, the parties jointly agreed to dismiss the case. Hmm. Interesting. So what what he's speculating is that means there was a settlement, but yeah. they just can't talk about yeah. it. So that was that's been going on for years, hasn't it? Yeah, that's been quite a while. Yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll know more in the next couple of weeks. But I thought I'd mention that since that was he just brought that up to us today. Um, don't forget chat nights Wednesday nights nine p.m. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. Um, if you go to disunplug.com, you can listen to all of our shows in the past and archives and also see links to anything we talk about um also don't forget to go to the the forum on the or the give kids the world meet forum on the dis unplugged boards to check out meets that are coming up all across the country we're still working on our arizona meet looks like that may be moving from tucson to phoenix we'll know more in the next couple weeks but that one's they're getting the ball rolling on that um one last, one last um, housekeeping. The Di- <laughs> not the Disneyland Today and DCA Today Twitter accounts are being merged. Oh, so if you have fun in the park, you know, chatting back and forth with DCA and Disneyland Today, it's only going to be one account, and it's going to be at Disneyland Today, all one word. Okay, so cool. The, so the DCA Today account is going away as of I think March tenth or something like that. So it's going to be one account that covers both parks, plus we'll answer questions about uh, downtown Disney and the hotels. So it's one-stop one shopping. That's nice. So I'm, I'm sure they were having trouble following all those accounts. Not. All right, any other housekeeping? <laughs> any other housekeeping? 
No? Good. All right. Over to Tony with the news. Recently, Run Disney announced it will add yet another Disney race weekend to its roster. Woo. Mm. Adding a Marvel <laughs> theme to its popular running series. The new Avengers Superheroes Half Marathon will take place at Disneyland at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. The Avengers Superheroes Half Marathon will debut November 14th to 16th, 2014. Registration for the fall event opens March 25th. The three-day race will include a half marathon, an Avengers 5K fun run, and Run Disney Kids races. As with other Run Disney events, other weekend activities include the Health and Fitness Expo, with packet pickup, race and running merchandise and seminars, and a pre-race pasta in the park party. We couldn't be more excited about the superhero collaboration to create this new Run Disney race weekend for runners everywhere, said Tom Wolber, Senior Vice President of Disney Sports Enterprises and Downtown Disney, in a media statement. Our Run Disney events continue to be hugely popular, and by joining forces with the Avengers brand, we accept, expect this race will appeal to an even broader range of runners in Southern California, whom we hope will see this event as the perfect opportunity to unleash their inner superhero in a race to a personal triumph. Run Disney races are a natural fit because our comic book superheroes embody many of the same brand attributes. Can we say brand a little bit more? Let's send a little more corporate. It's the same brand attributes as Run Disney, such as heroism and intensity with a heavy dose of fun, said Dan Buckley, president of TV publishing and brand management for Marvel Entertainment. <laughs> this race weekend will have a very distinct atmosphere that will appeal to comic book fans and run Disney fans, because you know how much comic book comic fans book run. And yes. um, <laughs> <laughs> keeping with run Disney's focus on a fun race atmosphere, the superhero-themed race includes entertainment and characters. The half marathon features the Avengers team, Captain America, Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Tony Stark cheering on the runners. The 5K will offer the Hulk in the cheering role. Maybe if he runs after you, you know you'll run faster. Um, <laughs> runners who assemble to take on the Avengers 13.1-mile course will receive a commemorative Avengers-themed finishers medal. Disneyland is also home to two other races, the Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend that takes place August 28th to 31st, 2014, and the Tinkerbell Half Marathon Weekend that moves to May 7th through the 10th, 2015. But the Avengers Half Marathon course will offer a new 13.1-mile route course. Registration fees for the new race are roughly in line with Run Disney's other half marathon races. Prices are tiered so that participants who register early pay less. So, $195 by April 29th, $210 if you're between April 30th and June 24th, and $225 after June 25th, 2014. Isn't that for one race? Yeah, that's why that, I why I don't run anymore. Um, is that what it was before? I no, stopped. No, it was a lot cheaper. Yeah, I'm just done with how expensive the races are. Um, Avengers Super... That's why I'm anti-running. Yeah, this well, is and I've gotten lazy, but... Okay. Anyways, um, the Avengers Super Heroes 5K is $70 by August 20th, $80 after August 21st. The Run Disney Kids races are $20 by August 20th, $25 after August 21st. The pasta in the park party. Good, good value. Remember, because pasta is a very pricey meal. Yes. Um, adult with ticket, $135. Adult without ticket, 89 bucks. That best be some amazing pasta. <laughs> youth with ticket, 115 Youth without ticket, $69. Hey, if you're under three, it's free. Nice. So that's good. You don't get to eat. But um, I'm not done. There's more. 
That said, the Avengers race is expected to be very popular for destination race runners as well as Disney and Marvel fans and may sell out, obviously, well before the second tier pricing goes into effect. Indeed, several run Disney race weekends now sell out in record time, particularly at Southern California races, and its race series are now one of the largest in the United States, which kills me because they're so expensive. But I understand. In 2013, Run Disney Race Weekends attracted more than 163,000 runners, a figure revealing a 40% increase over previous years. Now we know where they keep adding more. Um, it's the eighth Run Disney event and the third fall event, following all the ones in Orlando. And there you go. That's just... I, I hate to give my opinion. No, I don't. I just... They're so expensive. Yeah. I, I can't run those because they're just... Philosophically, I have a problem with spending like close to three hundred dollars to run. Let alone the accommodations and everything else that you have to do. This is yeah, yeah. like I don't. And you know the other thing I was Tom and I were talking this weekend, and um, my issue with the Disney races, Disneyland better than Disney World, is that you have to get there so early and you got nothing to. I mean, I know that's how half marathons work and stuff, but. Like even the Diz, the Disney World ones, and I know the Disney World ones are crazy popular, and I ran in mine and did all that, but you know, you get bussed over there and you're waiting for two hours. Like you're paying 300 bucks close to wait for two hours. Like it's not like you can just show up a half, not that you should show up a half hour before if you're a good runner, I know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying it's not like you can park, you know, do a little warm up and get going. You know, I just, I just have a hard time with how much they're charging. So, yeah. So, okay. Well, that was the first story. Oh, we're not done? <laughs> no. Okay. In our second story, which will be just as long. <laughs> in Anaheim, Paul Duran wants to pump $25 million into demolishing and building new structures for a hotel, IHOP, and Coldstone Creamery that sit on land his family has owned for five decades across from Disneyland. But Duran 45 doesn't know if the city is going to take the property to build a streetcar station. All he knows is there is a line on a city map that goes over his property, showing where the route could go. That I don't. Be good. Yeah, I know. You know, you say, "Oh, can I see the map? Uh, is, that, is that a line right over our property?" <laughs> that was my. That was a. That was a little. That was a scene of me being him, mm-hmm. and how yeah. that's my acting. I, thank I, you. I think yes. we got it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I did take acting and um. At Loyola Marymount, I took a, three units, so I just want to let everybody know that. that <laughs> Money when, well spent. Yes, so, so that you believed it, it was worth every penny. Okay. The, now, you, M- Michael's quick, straight to the point, <laughs> ripping on me just makes me laugh. Like, I love how he so, <laughs> he does that so well. And I don't like <laughs> other people doing it, but I'll let Michael do it because he does it so hey well. Now, I, he put me. Us. I'm sorry, he do, he does it well, and he does he does, and I deserve it, and I'm okay with him doing it. Maybe someday I'll be okay with you doing it, Nancy. Oh, he <sighs> used to be okay with me doing it. Yeah, no, Michael's Michael. so so, Mr. Duran. What? What, what? Okay, back to the streetcar. Okay, so last where where we were last, he was looking at the map <laughs> and saw the line on his property <laughs> in our last okay. chapter. Yeah. The city council is considering a 3.2-mile, $320 million streetcar line called the Anaheim Rapid Connection that could open as early as 2018. It would link a massive transit hub under construction now near Angel Stadium to Disneyland and other resort area stops. 
While the city has outlined the basic route, city officials won't know specifics, including which buildings could be torn down until a report is completed in December, said Natalie Meeks, Anaheim's public works director. That's no comfort to Durand, who has sent letters complaining to city and county transportation officials. He only realized the problem in August while chatting with a nearby property owner. Durand, who lives in Wisconsin, plans to appear in front of the city council this week and ask for public hearings. For now, Durand said he is pushing forward with his plans. Nobody has told me that it's not going to happen, Durand said. No one told me that specifically the property will be condemned. I have only one route, and that is building a new Parkview Inn. Hence why it's news for us. I want to start that next year. It is unclear whether Anaheim would force his family to sell a piece or all of his land. In 1957, Durand's grandfather began construction on the Parkview on Harbor Boulevard. It opened in 1962. The land also holds an International House of Pancakes. Listen to this. Which that company says ranks within the top three in the country in sales. That's why that's not going on. And a thriving Cold Stone Creamery opened by Durand's family. The businesses do $8.5 million in revenue annually and employ about 200 workers, according to a letter from Duran's attorney. Okay, I need to do a little interruption. If you do $8.5 million in revenue annually, why do you live in Wisconsin? I apologize to Wisconsin I was, listeners. I was just thinking that. <laughs> like, wow, okay. Um, yeah, okay, thank you for backing me up on that one. Um, in December, Duran submitted a proposal to the city along with a $6,000 check to expand the family's inn from 86 to 162 rooms, as well as the two eateries on the 2.3 acres. Construction on his project could start early next year. The streetcar's exact route is to be recommended in the report and then determined next year, although the project has yet to finalize funding. Meek said the city estimates it will cost $36.1 million to acquire the needed property, likely including one hotel and other buildings. Park View is one of the possible hotels. But she said the hotel's expansion plans must be considered separately. Just because the city may have an interest in acquiring his property, we can't hold up any development on this property, Meek said. He's certainly welcome to move forward with his plans on his property. The city then will have to come and react to that. That doesn't sound very encouraging. A station <laughs> could go onto what is now Duran family land, possibly along with bus bays that would be moved from Disney property. Those bays serve Disney and public buses. Duran said he thinks this could be against the law because the city is forbidden from using eminent domain for the benefit of a private business. Disney declined to comment, referring calls to the city. Meeks denied the accusation, saying the public buses might go there if there's room. We're not acquiring any property for private business. We're acquiring it for the streetcar system. Duran has reached out to some public officials for answers. County Supervisor John Morlack, who is on the Orange County Transportation Authority Board that controls streetcar funding, said he has asked for details. The city certainly has been rather quiet about its plans on taking land, said Morlack, a vocal critic of the streetcar proposal. You really have to dig for it. Some city council members, including Mayor Tom Tate, who has met with Duran, said they understand his tough position but are unsure what can be done. I understand he's got real concerns, Councilwoman Gail Eastman said, but I don't think anybody can give him concrete answers yet until we get that report. Hmm. Anyone? I, I'm wondering, up here in Sacramento City, they constantly are talking about, you know, putting in streetcars again and light rail and all that, and then nothing ever happens. Is this, is this a viable project, or is this just... They've been something they've been talking about for years, and no one thinks it's going to happen. Well, if you listen to the news, Michael, we did talk oh, about I this think. recently. I know I'm just being a jerk. Um, 
I'm still a little hurt. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the, um, that was that was my other character for tonight. That's the I'm hurt podcaster character. I, I've been working on him a long time. Um, okay, that wasn't funny. It was for me. I'm smiling. Anyways, um, no, I I think it's legit because of the whole Disney that 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 transit um, center. If anybody's seen it or driven by it, it's coming along like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be finished. Where when I mean, of course, it's going to be finished, but. It sh- it started out of nowhere, and it's going to be this huge thing. So obviously, I think that they might be doing they, at this point. This, what that the transit center? What is the transit center going to serve? It's going to serve Amtrak, but I think also buses and stuff. And I think their vision is then getting that kind of like the arc is what I'm okay. with the streetcar thing. What's interesting is the fact that everybody seems to be quiet about it, which makes me think it's legit. So that's what I was wondering about the streetcar line, because usually they need federal funding or matching funds or something like that, and that usually is what hangs well, them up. Well, what's funny is I know that – remember when we did – I did the review of the Pizza Port, mm-hmm. and I talked to – Pizza Press? Pizza Press, sorry. Not Pizza Port. Pizza Press, and I talked to the owner and saying how long it took stuff and basically saying, like, Disney runs Anaheim. And to be honest, I also talked to somebody in the business department of the – unnamed school district that I um, work for and said, yeah, Disney runs Anaheim. Like, so if, if Disney wants a streetcar from Amtrak, I think it'd happen. What's weird is that, which makes me think it's legit, is the fact that everybody that they're interviewing, well, we don't know. Go ahead and do what you want. We can't be sure. Like, the fact that they're not saying anything makes me think that they're going to do something. Do you guys, did you guys get that vibe or... Yeah, that's rough for the owner of that hotel. Well, I I know, but in that he's just in a holding pattern. Well, and then the but then the other side is Parkview Inn's going to double in size. You think they're going to want to tear it down if it, it's that improved? I know. How do you? What do you? Yeah, why couldn't you do it somewhere else? Right. Especially, I would if think- the IHOP is the top three in the country. That's bringing in tax dollars, and they're going to improve a hotel on that on Harbor Boulevard. Which I can't remember the last hotel that was actually improved. Right. Yeah, I, you'd think then that if they were going to do that, they would at least try to relocate those businesses. But I don't. But it wouldn't be right across the street, and you know that's why they're doing so well. Yeah, I know. I'm. I was more excited about the Park View Inn going 160, like all of a sudden doubling, because we haven't heard anything of any of those. You know, those seem to just be sitting there, right? Right. And I had no idea the IHOP was that popular. Of course, they, it could be because they're charging $15 for one pancake. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's the popular, but... Well, they're international. Flying those pancakes in from around the world is expensive. <sighs> <That's true. laughs> yeah, they are. And especially with you know all the foreign guests coming to Disneyland, they need to make sure that each pancake is... Because if you're from Sweden, you want to have your own Swedish pancake. Yes. That's true. Yeah, it's part of the Disney magic. So that's the business report. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> All right, time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Oh, there are big happenings going on at the Walt Disney Family Museum in March. And actually, I think if anyone was considering visiting, March is the month to do it. So March, well, I th- there's a Disney animation director's presentation by Pete Docter, but unfortunately you've missed it. It was terrific oh, man. on Saturday, <laughs> March 1st, but I will um, be talking about it on a future segment. 
The film of the month is Cinderella. And they're, they're continuing to sh- have a special screening of Bruno Bazzetto's shorts. Um, Being Funny is Serious Business all throughout the month as well. They are playing right before um, Cinderella. They have another, they have a couple of really interesting open studios. One is um, a community mural event where you can contribute to a community mural that they're making. It's in the spirit of Disney legend and muralist Mary Blair. You can be a part of the creation of a collaborative work of art. They're doing a paint-by-numbers process, and you can add your distinct brush stroke um, to this project. So that's really cool. And that's because this is in conjunction with a new exhibition that is opening um, in the middle of the month, the Mary Blair, the art and flair of Mary Blair will be opening on the 13th. Another open studio is stop motion animation, where you can make three dimensional objects come to life and make your own little short animation um, film. And then there's, there's one other one. Let's see. It's the, let me find it. Oh, it's the magic of mosaic. And that's also where you can create your own miniature mosaic in the spirit of Disney legend Mary Blair. Using tiles, your own imagination, you can design a colorful creation of your own. And the neat thing is all of these open studios are free with museum admission. There is an... Yeah, yeah, it's really cool that they do that. They also have uh, um, some spotlight talks that are also part of museum admission. It's called The Woman of the Walt Disney Studios. It's on um, a couple of weekends in March. So you want to check the calendar for that. But of course, the real big event is the Mary Blair exhibit that is opening up the art and flair of Mary Blair. It is um, opening up actually on Thursday, March 13th. There are some special previews for members a couple of days before that. But this is just going to be an incredible exhibit. And it's the exhibit is a special ticketed event, but it's free with um, if you're a member of the museum. So we'll have a link to the museum's calendar in our show notes. I'll be talking more about these events as we go on. Oh, there is one other event. I'm sorry I forgot to mention. There is a panel discussion on women in animation, and th- it's about They're going to have four top female animators to discuss how women have found success working in a male-dominated industry and their personal struggles and triumphs, their thoughts about career and influence of artist Mary Blair and the future of women in animation. And they're going to feature animators Laura Leibov, Brenda Chapman, and Claire Keane. And again, this is in conjunction with Magic Color Flare, The World of Mary Blair. This was so popular, they've actually moved it from the museum over to the Lucasfilm ILM Premier Theater down the road. And then um, at one o'clock, they will, you, you, you'll go back to the museum where they're going to have the autograph session. And then you'll also be able to um, see the Mary Blair exhibit at the same time. So a lot of goings on at the Walt Disney Family Museum. This is definitely a good month to go, especially if you're interested in animation and Mary Blair. Very cool. 
Thank you, Michael. Hey, Michael. Yes. Michael, I had a question about those shorts. Mm-hmm. Are they plaid or are they striped? <laughs> Sorry. Very good. The way the way you phrased it out, it was kind of funny. It took me a while to think of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right, Mary Jo, rapid fire. Um, Disney's doing it again. This year, Disney is going to be celebrating um, the beginning of the summer season at Disneyland and Walt Disney World with a Rock Your Disney Side party. And this will be another 24-hour event that mm. will begin... I know, this sounds so cool, and it's actually going to be on my day off, so I'll be able to go to it. But um, <laughs> the cool thing about this is... That, well, that's be why they chose the date. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> they, they wanted us to represent. But the cool, th- the cool thing about this is that they're encouraging um, the guests to choose a side. It's Rock Your Disney side, and it's going to be um, choose whether you're going to... Um, whether you want to dress up to be a villain or a hero. And I've never heard Disney encouraging their guests to get dressed up to go to the parks except for Halloween. So this is something new, I think. And um, Disney actually tweeted this announcement with 140 characters um, shaped in the, um, they formed a hashtag when they did this and they tweeted out the announcement, which I thought was cool. But the celebration will be on both coasts. It'll feature a cavalcade of events showcasing the good versus evil of classic Disney stories, including character meet and greets throughout the parks, special entertainment, event merchandise, and special food and beverage offerings. So the Disney Park um, extravaganza... (laughs) I can't pronounce words. I think we missed the date. Extravaganza. May 23rd? It'll be May 23rd at 6 a.m., through May 24th at 6 a.m. Um, at the local time, of course. So I plan on going. How about you guys? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll be there. I've I been to the other two 24-hour days. So. You're not going to ride teacups, though, however. No, not this time. That was that was the first time, I think. Are you saying is, do, you, do you guys think this is a gimmick that they're doing now? I mean, do you think they're going to keep doing this every year? And why I did, think so. Why do they if pick... Why do they pick, like, Memorial Day weekend? That's what I don't get. It's not like they need to bring in business that weekend. It's going to be packed no matter what. Uh, It'll it'll sell out, I'm sure. All right, thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Um, Well, we we lost a a month or two ago, we lost our Renee's Crepery or whatever it was called at Downtown Disney. But now there's a new kiosk in front of World of Disney called Brownie Pie Cookies and Dream Bars. It's a new dessert place, I guess, to compete with the Cupcake Store. Um, They have these, they look like brownies, but they're, I don't know, Nancy, would you say like double size of normal brownie? Um, Frosting and all kinds of toppings on top. They're about six inches by two inches. Yeah, okay. And they're slices. Um, and they're what three ninety nine? Yeah, everything is three ninety nine. Um, the the cookies are the little containers of cookies are also three ninety nine. Now the other night, um, when I was cutting through downtown Disney, they I stopped because you know we had thought about it and then we missed right. talking about it on the on our uh, 
you know, our show when we were talking about what was new at the parks. And I, 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 I went over there the other day to try to get some, but it was raining and they were closed. I was sad. Oh, well, I got lucky and they were having a special. And you got dessert Buy too. three, get two <laughs> I know, free. I was thinking she got lucky. Uh, they, hey, buy three, get two free. Wow. Because they were stale because they were closed. Deal. So I got... um. I got a mix of them. I got their Rocky Road bar. I got their peanut butter Butterfinger bar. Mm. Their, and their um, cream cheese bar, which is the one they say is their signature. And then I got also a container of um, M&M cookies. And I actually got two Rocky Road bars because the marshmallows on top. Um, and they were good? Now, what's so special about these Dream Bars is they actually have a cookie crust... It's a chocolate chip cookie crust on the bottom, and then it's layered with brownie. So once they put the, once they bake the cookie crust, they put brownie on it, um, or they press in, I guess, press in the cookie crust, then they b- put the brownie dough on, and then bake it, and then when they, they finish it off with a chocolate ganache frosting and a mix of toppings. So, um, like, the Butterfinger one had crushed Butterfinger, and then it had an actual peanut butter drizzle across the top. And they have, I think, seven flavors. They have one with M&M's on it. They have um, one that's, like, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. So, lots of different flavors. They are very sweet. They're good, but you can only eat about an inch of it at a time. (laughs) Which is what we discovered. The kids, the kids loved them, but they couldn't even get very far through it. I mean, after like two bi- two bites, um, they were full. <laughs> cool. All right. So it it so definitely there's something to share, which makes them an even better value, I think. And the cookies were really good. I, we had just plain M M&M and M cookies, and they were really tasty. Awesome. So it looks like this one might be a winner for people who just want to grab something on right. their way out. Right. Like and it's a nice that it's something. on the opposite end from the cupcake place, so it's not. Yeah, well, it's right much. there, so you can get it. You know, yeah. so you can grab it and hop on the tram, yep. or even just grab it quickly. Yeah. I think the cupcake business, the cupcake kiosk, may suffer a little bit from this one because it's easy to grab it as you're directly as you're leaving the park. It's going to be the first sweet kind of thing you see even before you get to Marceline's. So a lot of people are going to probably stop there first, get their, you know, treat to take back to the hotel room with them and go. All right. Thank you for, for finishing my rapid fire. Um, your turn now. You're welcome. <laughs> Nancy, your turn. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, I was so busy. Well, thanking you for uh-huh, your welcoming uh-huh. Move on. and all that. Okay. So, my Mother's Day is going to suck this year. <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> because why? Because the Disneyland Hotel, for the first time in Forever. I don't know how many years, Sorry. is canceling their canceling big giant mo- the Mother's, Day brunch Mother's Day brunch in the for ballroom. For the first time in Forever. I'm sorry. Hey, I haven't sung at all this show, so yay. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Very good. Give you a little round of applause there. Very little. Um, so, wait, wait a minute. That just occurred to me that you were doing a parody off of Anna. Yes. From Frozen. Oh, that's very cute of you. Okay, so back to Mother's Day and back how to it's going to okay. suck. 
So basically, they're doing the same exact thing for Mother's Day that they have always done for Father's Day. Yeah. Nothing. Exactly. Well, no, they have special. Makes me wonder if they're even going to give carnations when you go into the park like they always used to. So they're doing more for Mother's Day than they do for Father's Day. (laughs) But the good news is that there will be a couple other Mother's Day brunches. Um, There is a Mother's Day brunch offered at Storytellers, which, of course, will pack because there will not be the giant ballroom brunch. Um, And they're also having one at the PCH Grill in the Paradise Pier. So, storytellers, they're going to have made-to-order omelets, brioche French toast with blackberry compote, roasted salmon with tangerine vinaigrette, and carved beef. Um, the salmon is not a normal, um, a normal buffet item for storytellers, neither is the carved beef or the brioche French toast. They always have some kind of, like, little French toastioid thing, but I'm not sure if it's actually brioche. They've never had the blackberry compote. So, PCH Grill um, will have a Scottish salmon station, which means you're going to have all the salmon-y stuff, which they have sort of anyway. Um, They're going to have a parfait yogurt station, roasted chicken and vegetables, and all the breakfast fixins, from scrambled eggs to huevos rancheros, supposedly. Um, anyway, either one of these buffets, um, age, age 10 and over, is going to be $33.99. Um, 3 through 9 is $16.99. And 2 and under are free. Prices don't have tax and gratuity, so count on throwing a lot more down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a better price. I mean, I must admit, it's half the price of the Mother's Day brunch in the ballroom, so... Yeah, it is what it is. Um, now, a couple of the restaurants in the par- in Disneyland Park will be offering special menu items. The Blue Bayou has crab stuffed shrimp with tomato artichoke sauce. Um, the Carnation Cafe has seared mahi-mahi with spinach orzo and a shrimp broth. And the Plaza Inn is serving its spicy glazed salmon with a chipotle pineapple glaze. How much different is that from the um, salmon they normally have nowadays? I have nowadays? no idea. I haven't had that salmon yet, yeah. so I kind of want to get over there and yeah, try it. Yeah, I don't know it. if it's... Is it... I've heard it's good. Okay. Well, I've I mean, is it, on the, is it always there now, or...? Um, yes, there's always a salmon item on the menu okay. now at the Plaza Inn. Cool. And So, yes, um... Jeff and Collier and Rooney said it's really good, so I want to try it at some point. But So maybe the Plazins will be really tasty, I hope. Chipotle pineapple glaze sounds really good mm-hmm. for a topping on salmon. So while it won't suck completely, I will be very, very sorry. And I'm so, I think a lot of families will. That, that brunch became a huge family tradition for a lot of, lot of folks. It was always packed, so... Oh, well. All right. So much for the blog that we have linked on the page. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nancy. Tony. SeaWorld, you know. Hey, yeah. so, is that San Diego? Yeah, that town. Yeah, that um, I've heard of that place. Yes. And you know what? If you're a credentialed California teacher, you can get a fun card for free. So I know <laughs> I'm just letting everybody know that. Um, so this is I know just aimed at you then. Um, your wife. Oh, okay, yeah. And Michael. 
Hello. So, yeah, basically, <laughs> it's just not aimed at you, Tom. Oh, got it. Okay. So, and I know that there are teacher. Also, maybe that could be the gift you give them for, hey, guess what? You tell the teacher and then your kid gets an A. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> because it's because it's a free okay and the reason why it's worthy is it's free it's a full year pass for free you have nice. to say that i i cannot share that and you get there's actual deals for other um tickets but um it used to be you just had to have a pay stub but you actually have to be a credentialed teacher and you have to fill out you have to find what your credential number is from the <laughs> it's california teachers only um the from the teacher from the Commission on Teacher Credentialing website, and I went ahead and filled it out, and I'm waiting to get my email back. Um, And part of that includes a family and friends offer. So, um, yeah, see, they're here now. Here's your offer, Tom. So, if the teachers, it's the 2014 Teachers, Friends, and Family offers. And those are a single-day ticket for $69. You can save up to $15. And a fun card for $78, which doesn't sound like you're saving that much money. But um, you have to be a credentialed K-12 school teacher and um, living in zip codes 900000 to 93599. Yeah. And there's also, to relate to this whole SeaWorld thing, is that – Explorers Reef, they keep I keep getting all these emails from SeaWorld, so again my laziness makes SeaWorld a lot of rapid fires because they're in my inbox. But um Explorers Reef is their new huge attraction that's opening March twenty first. So very soon it's featuring I'm just reminding everybody that's why I do not have any financial relationship with SeaWorld other than the fact they're giving me a free pass. Um Featuring four different touch pools, Explorers Reef, give, Explorers Reef give, gives guests the opportunity to interact with a variety of fish, including 400 brown-banded and white-spotted bamboo sharks and more than 4,000 cleaner fish. Cleaner, I don't think they mean they're cleaner than the other fish. They're, that's, I think, what they're called. I know nothing about the ocean. Um, it's their spectacular new attraction. Guests will enter the park. So they're going to enter SeaWorld, I guess, now under a massive wave sculpture and encounter a beautiful underwater-themed realm of animal attractions, buildings, and shade structures. It's been an over, of a, over a year of planning. It's going to be unveiled March 21st and coincide with the official kickoff of a sea of surprises that commemorate SeaWorld's 50th anniversary. Excellent. So if you're a teacher... Oh, the fun card is normally $84. So you would save $6 if you're a friend of a teacher. So... Awesome. Thank you, Tony. All right. Uh, Mary Jo had to step away, so I have our thread of the week. This comes from Smiles33. Most worthwhile splurges at the Disneyland Resort. I assume many folks will say that staying on site is a worthwhile splurge, but I'm primarily looking for smaller splurges that are worth the money and time. Some things that make may not cost much or anything, but time is valuable on a Disneyland Resort trip, too. So please include your thoughts about activities, stuff that's worth the time, too. Um, and she suggests character meals at Goofy's Kitchen, standing in the long line at the uh, corn uh, dog cart, standing even the longer line at Raiders Strings Racers Fast Pass, um, Photo Pass Plus, things like that. Any ideas? Do you, any of you have any splurges that 
you you do when you go to the Disneyland Resort? Yeah, these aren't splurges, but I think they're things that make it unique. One is riding in the wheelhouse of the Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. If you talk to one of the cast members when you get there saying you'd like to ride in the wheelhouse, they will. you might have to wait a little bit. But um, you get to ride the wheelhouse. They may let you steer, toot the horn, and you learn all of the codes for when you toot the horn and how many times and all that, the whistle. Also, you can ride in the tender of the train that goes around the park, the Disneyland Railway. And they have reinstated that for a while. They had discontinued it. And uh, again, that's something that you ask when you get, um, you know, when you go up, just ask one of the conductors who are there. Those cost nothing, but they're really unique experiences. What, does anybody else have anything that, that, what about the World of Color Dining? Does anybody think that's a worthwhile splurge? The Carthay Circle one, yeah. 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 Definitely. How about Carthay how about Circle. the Fantasmic Dessert? It's been a long time since I've done it. It's a bit extreme for of a cost for It's more than dinner. You, I mean it's twice what dinner yeah, is. Yeah, it's which extreme for what you get in the little dessert box. It's definitely not worth it as far as that goes. But if it's worth it to you to have a good reserved seat, if that means more to you to really see the presentation, then it's all in what you feel yeah. is a good value yeah. for you. And I th- I, I'm 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 keep going back to this, but I think uh, one of the guided tours is a is a worthwhile splurge. Oh, definitely, especially walking Walt's footsteps, yeah. or one of the holiday tours. One of the things I like to do now is sometimes end my evening at the Carthay Circle Theater Lounge oh, and have a go. drink. And, the, and the that's Carthay nice. Carthay Manhattan is a worthwhile splurge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, their drinks can be potent. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, they, they, don't, they do not skimp on the alcohol in at least the drinks that I've had. Yeah. But it's nice just to relax. You don't feel as if you're in a theme park at all. And it's a very sophisticated experience, actually, when you because of the decor. What, um, hey, Tom, out yeah. of curiosity, um, and I might have just spaced this, is it just she and a spouse, or she and a... Or do they have kids? No, they're not. I, I, they're, she just started the thread to talk about it. I know. No, oh. I'm just saying, did she mention how many of them there were? Um... She has a husband and two, uh, two daughters. Oh, okay. Because if it was just she and the husband, or, you know, even the kids might appreciate this, too. You know, they do have that um, special table up on the balcony at the Carthay, you know, to splurge for, like, an evening meal right about fireworks yes, time. yeah. Or even just, a, you know, mm-hmm. a fancy dessert right at fireworks time. That would certainly be... Now, can you reserve that table? Is it just you can sort of first come, it. first serve? You can, okay. request, you can request it. it. And then you have, to, it, and and you have to check in like in a half hour early or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And what time then would they want to shoot for in well, it making on a what reservation? There. Yeah, if it's 9.30 fireworks, aim for a 9 o'clock reservation, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's what we did. Um, what was it? Thanksgiving weekend, I think. So if you have any 
splurges that you want to suggest to Smiles33, go to the Disneyland boards. And of course, we'll always have a link to that thread in the show notes page. All right, that is going to do it for this segment of the Disney Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.